It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Thanks again for joining me. It is a Wednesday hump day edition of the show, January 30th. Hopefully you guys are all having a great day. Weather outside here along the Wasatch Front, a little hazy, but not too bad. And hopefully wherever you're listening to this, if you're in the upper Midwest like some people are, stay warm. I know that that polar vortex is nothing to be uh, messing around with. So luckily to be here in Utah. We're still in kind of the upper to mid 30s, not negative 30, like some of you might be listening to this podcast, but hopefully you guys are all doing great. Uh, Without further ado, let's get going. Uh, Layout of today's show, BYU officially announced their 2019 schedule. We'll go through that, talk about some of the big games. Uh, BYU uh, with a big first month, four P5 opponents to kick things off. We'll talk about the schedule here in in the first, possibly second segment, depends on how long we take on that and of course we'll get to all the other news and notes when it comes to BYU as we roll throughout today's podcast also Tom Homo speaking to the media later today in Provo uh, might have some thoughts on what he potentially might bring up during the Q&A he has with the local media Uh, Patrick Kinahan representing my station the Zone Sports Network will be in attendance he's got a list of things that he'll be asking about he's one of the best interviewers in the market if you ask me so I'm sure he'll have plenty to ask Tom Homo so we'll talk about that a little bit as well, as well as everything else with the BYU Athletic Department like we normally do as we wrap up the show with quick hits. So without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for January 30th, 2019. All right, BYU officially announcing their 2019 schedule this morning, officially came out. No major surprises in terms of what uh, we expected from this official schedule announcement. You might every once in a while see a date change, etc., but they haven't shown any date changes to this point, but still in the release says that they could be changed for TV purposes. 
and I would expect maybe one or two of them does get changed as things go on this summer when uh, contracts with TV networks start to pick up games. They kind of do their little dance where they start picking up different games. Uh, We're 210 days officially away from kickoff against the University of Utah to get things going on a Thursday in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The first time the Holy War rivalry will be the season opener for these two schools and all their years of playing one another. I'm very excited for this. It's not a very long um, gap from the final regular season game in 2018 to the season opener in 2019. I believe in the release, BYU says, is 279 days separating those two games. So uh, BYU and Utah be pretty familiar with one another, having just played theoretically in their regular season finales in 2018 before squaring off in the season opener in 2019. But it's going to be a big game. It's on a Thursday night. I'm guessing you're going to get a pretty solid TV slot, maybe like a 6 o'clock Mountain Time um, slot and 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Like we're talking prime time, prime time slot. I would expect on an ESPN potentially, if if not um, something like ESPN 2. I don't think ABC, yeah, the ABC doesn't really do Thursday night openers, but I could see BYU being like kind of the, one of the headliners for opening night on Thursday, October. Uh, October. August 29th, and it's going to be an interesting game. Utah coming off a 9-5 season in the Pac-12 South Division title. BYU, of course, um, having suffered eight straight defeats, had that 20-point lead twice in the 2018 game. Can they finally break through? We'll see what happens. Uh, BYU will then have uh, some extra time to get ready for their first road trip of the season when they head to Knoxville at Nayland Stadium to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee was 5-7 in 2018 under new head coach Jeremy Pruitt. He took over four and eight team. They've got aspirations to get back to bowl eligibility and being players in the SEC. And it'll be the third time in 10 years BYU has gone um, to SEC country and will be facing Tennessee. It's the first meeting all time between these schools. So I'm interested for this game. I know a lot of BYU fans are excited to travel out to Nayland Stadium, one of the better environments in college football. Holds well over 100,000 people at max capacity. So you have a chance to go to to a road game this year. Might I suggest you go to Tennessee and enjoy Rocky Top. I think it's going to be a great time. BYU will follow that up with another strong home game when they host the USC Trojans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on September 14th. USC, of course, missed a bowl game for the first time, I believe, in 18 years. 2000 was the last time he missed a bowl game before missing it in 2018. Clay Helton is definitely on the hot seat. Uh, He had hired uh, Cliff Kingsbury for a matter of weeks before Kingsbury got snapped up by the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals will be the head coach in the NFL. Well, they went and grabbed another Mike Leach disciple, a former Mike Leach quarterback in Graham Harrell, who has been at uh, North Texas as the offensive coordinator there for the Mean Green. Is he as polished as Cliff Kingsbury? On the surface, probably not, but he'll bring a similar style of offense, I think a similar mentality, and can he capitalize on what the Trojans have offensively to help um, USC in a bounce-back effort this year? If not, you're probably seeing Clay Helton fired midseason. That's just my take on it. BYU's got a decent shot in this game. That's just my opinion on it. All-time BYU is 0-2 against USC. Of course, they had those two big games, one in Los Angeles, the second one in 2004 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium against the famed Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush-led teams. Lindell White was on those teams. Uh, Bush and Leinart um, won the Heisman in back-to-back years those years. 
um, some interesting games uh, when BYU wasn't necessarily the best, but I think they've got a good chance now to finally um, get a win against USC. That's just my per- perception at this point, talking in January about a game that is well over nine months away. So there you go. And then BYU will close out uh, their home slate in September the following week with the return date for their home for their road game against Washington this past season when the Huskies come to Provo. I think this is going to be a game that's going to be very tough for BYU. Washington comes into this game having to replace their quarterback and their running back uh, from their 2018 team, four-year starters at both positions, but they've got plenty of talent. Chris Peterson has done a great job recruiting there in Seattle, and I really expect this might be the toughest. Well, okay, I'd actually say Utah. I've said this on the podcast. Utah's probably the toughest uh, game for BYU in terms of looking at it right now. Toughest game in terms of a P5 opponent on the 2019 schedule. Number two, in my mind, very clearly is probably Washington, but I'm sure USC and Tennessee would have something to say about that. But it closes out a strong first four weeks for BYU. As their release today says, they're the only FBS team that'll open up the season with four P5 opponents. So, it could be a similar conversation as we go throughout the offseason this year. Well, BYU, if they come out of September, if they're 2-3, and three, it might be a good thing for them. And I agree with that because they'll finish up September with a road date at Toledo at the Glass Bowl. Uh, BYU has b- played them once before. It was that high-scoring 55-53 to game. Uh, Jamal Williams went for 286 yards rushing and five touchdowns in that win. Uh, so... BYU, Toledo's no slouch. They had a decent season this year. They're 7-6. and six. Not as lofty as they have been in recent seasons, but this is going to be a tough road game for BYU. So I think the debate as we go throughout the offseason will be, can BYU get to 2-3 get to and three or a 3-2 record out of the month of September? And I think they'd be well on their way if they were to do that. Of course, there'll always be the skeptics that say 1-4, 0-5, etc. But it is what it is. got to deal with it and move along there. All right, we will take a time out here. We'll step aside, come back, talk about the rest of the schedule. I figured it might take two segments to get through it. We got eight other games to talk about. No, it's not eight other games. Well, we've included a bowl game and eight other games. We'll talk about those next right here on Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Locked on Cougars. Welcome back. Uh, so those of you I've talked about this on the podcast multiple times. If you have a smart speaker, you got one for Christmas, or if you've gone on the smart home route, use those smart speakers, your Alexas, your Google Minis, all that, all the different ones you've got, the iHomes, all that stuff. You can listen to your listen to this podcast really easy. All you have to do is tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have it right there for you. True story, I was speaking with my mother last night, and she's got the Apple version of the 
the smart speakers and she listens to the podcast a fair amount and thanks mom for listening if you do hear this but she was saying hey I, I, I have to push like I have to go on Facebook and find your podcast whatever we're talking about an older generation I get it but I told her mom all you really got to do is just say hey play podcast and play podcast locked on cougars tell your siri there play podcast locked on cougars and you'll have it and she's like really i'm like yeah she gave it a shot and she texted me back last night after we had talked about it and she said wow that was really easy so there you go guys a testimonial of how easy it is to listen to this podcast all right Without further ado, let's get to the rest of the schedule here for BYU. Uh, Talking about the remainder of BYU schedule as they get into October, of course, the NCAA calendar this year allows for two buys for college football teams. You can take two buys this season with the longer schedule, and BYU will take both of them in the month of October. They'll come off that first month of September with five games, take a break the first week of October, and then they'll open up their October slate on the road in South Florida in Tampa against the USF Bulls. USF, kind of a crazy season this past year. They were 7-0 before losing their final six games of the season. Kind of a wild up and down season for Charlie Strong down there. He shook up his staff. He has offensive coordinator left, but uh, they'll be playing at Raymond James Stadium, which will, uh, be, is the home site of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and USF. It'll be the 12th time BYU has played in an NFL stadium since 2009, so this will be the first time these two teams square off. USF, like I said, had a strong start to 2018, but faltered big time down the stretch. Kind of an interesting thought, okay, what do you expect uh, to see? But BYU is 0-6 in previous games in the Sunshine State, so looking to get the first win in Florida and we'll be we'll be tracking that as it gets closer. They'll follow that up the, a week later with a home date against Boise State. Boise State was 10 and 3. They finished number 23 in the country. They were 7 and 1 in the Mountain West Mountain Division winning the t- Mountain Division title there. And then uh, of course the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl was canceled due to severe weather absolute debacle there. Uh, BYU came up just short on the two-yard line last year. That was a debacle in its own right when BYU probably should have beaten Boise State. They'll be looking to avenge uh, that loss, a 21-16 loss. Uh, the all-time record series for BYU against Boise State is not good. 2-7 and seven all-time. BYU looking to get their third win as they cap a uh, decade's worth of playing games against one another. Of course, this is a long-term series that BYU signed when they went independent, a 12-game series. I think it goes through 2022. Uh, so BYU, they got to get back off the deck and hopefully get a win over Boise State. They'll be replacing their quarterback in Brett Rippon. But at this point in the season in 2019, you'd expect that Boise State would have figured out their quarterback situation and would be a little more settled. And they're a talented team. They've got a good recruiting class coming in. They're always a battle for the Cougars. They'll follow that game up by taking their second bye of the season. So October's going to be a very light slate in terms of BYU fans and games uh, to watch. Only two in the entire month, but it's an opportunity for BYU coming off a tough opening stretch to maybe heal up with two bye weeks there before the home stretch hits, and that includes five games in November. They'll kick it off November 2nd at Maverick Stadium against Utah State. Uh, Utah State was ranked number 21 in the country after an 11-2 season in 2018 
Uh, BYU has lost the last two games to the Aggies, so BYU looking to. Uh, this has become a rivalry. I don't know. I don't care what you guys say or what people say. This is a rivalry that BYU needs to take very seriously. We've talked about a lot. Kalani Satake is one and eight in all time in his tenure at BYU against his rivals. The one win coming against Utah State in his first year. So BYU's got to win this game. They've got the three rivals, their stated rivals: Utah State, Boise State, and Utah. Uh, Boise State and Utah at home and a road date at Utah State. Man, BYU's got to pick up a couple of wins, hopefully, out of those three. If not, all three would be great. But BYU will have a tough stretch as they open up at Utah State. They'll come home and face off against the Liberty Flames, a fellow independent. They went 6-6 in their first FBS season last year. They have hired former Ole Miss head coach Hugh Freeze, Interesting character, plain and simple. The former Ole Miss head coach, of course, left Ole Miss under some scrutiny about text messages to an escort service, etc. He's also made some waves this offseason with some comments about him not wanting to recruit choir boys to Liberty, who is a religious faith-based organization or a school like BYU. He said, if you want choir boys, I'm not your guy. I'm going to go recruit guys who want to play football, etc. Just screams to me that Liberty, it's a matter of if not when the NCAA's eyes really get turned towards what's going on with Liberty and Hugh Freeze, but he'll be in his first year making the first trip to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, the first time all-time meeting between BYU and Liberty. I I think this is a decent series because BYU needs games, and if Liberty's willing to play in November, yeah, take it. Uh, BYU will wrap up their home slate the next week, November 16th, when they have their annual FCS game. They'll be hosting the Idaho State Bengals, who had a little bit of a bounce-back year with a 6 five record a year ago. They went five and three in the big sky. Been a dumpster fire up there in Pocatello for quite some time. It'll be the fourth uh, meeting uh, for BYU hosting Idaho State. BYU has an all-time record of five and zero against the Bengals, and I would ex- I would not expect that to change anytime soon. And then, the last two games of the season, BYU goes coast-to-coast, essentially, when they head to UMass on November 23rd uh, to complete their four-game set against the UMass Minutemen. Uh, Walt Bell, the former offensive coordinator of Florida State, is now the head coach of UMass after they fired their head coach this past season. They're coming off a 4-8 and year. I would expect BYU will be looking to pick up another win. Uh, The fact that BYU has lost to UMass is forever a stain on the record of BYU football. That's just my opinion. Uh, And I think some of you might agree because that loss at home to UMass, I think, sealed the fate if it hadn't been sealed already of Ty Detmer's tenure as the offensive coordinator for the Cougars. Just an abysmal performance in that game in 2017. So BYU looking to make it at 3-1 all-time against UMass at McGuirk's Alumni Stadium on November 23rd. And then they'll come back home and then head back to the West Coast when they finish off the season against former Mountain West rival San Diego State. It'll be the first meeting between these two teams since 2010 with both schools were members of the Mountain West Conference. Of course, BYU went independent the next year. The Cougars beat the Aztecs 24-21 to in 2010. Oh, excuse me. It's not the first time, first meeting since then. They did meet in the Poinsettia Bowl in 2012, excuse me, um, 23-6. So it was a postseason game, but a regular season matchup. It'll be the first time since 2010. BYU all-time 28-7 against the Aztecs. San Diego State led by Rocky Long is coming off a 7-6 year and a 4-4 Mountain West record. So... 
Mountain West games for BYU, I think, are a necessity if they're going to remain independent long term. Um, Patrick Kinahan, who I work with on a daily basis on DJ and PK in the morning on the Zone Sports Network, has the same thought I do about BYU is that they should pursue scheduling agreements with both the Mountain West Conference and the Pac-12 Conference. Say, hey, we need four games, two road, two away from both of these conferences each year. Give us four games, and then that leaves four other games for BYU to schedule outside of that. I think that would be the best recipe for success if BYU is going to remain independent long term. You have to get those conferences on board with it. I know that the Mountain West has been... Uh, less than helpful at certain points with some of the schools holding a grudge over BYU's departure from the conference in 2010, 2011 to go independent. But I think most athletic directors in this conference and Craig Thompson and even up into the Pac-12 conference, they understand the value of BYU, especially when BYU goes to your home stadium. They bring fans, plain and simple. There's butts in seats and you can't beat that. So I think BYU, the San Diego State game, is just a, it's another example of BYU being smart about it. So in terms of Mountain West teams this year, BYU will face San Diego State. They'll face Utah State and Boise State. So they've got three Mountain West teams this year. And in terms of the Pac-12, you've got the Utah Utes, USC Trojans, and Washington Huskies. So you've got three of each this year. I think you could very easily dump a UMass game and even the Liberty type of game if you could get one more, both from the Mountain West and from the Pac-12, I think that would be the best bet. If BYU, like I said, ultimately is going to stay independent long-term, we don't necessarily know what's going to play out here in the middle of the next decade with 2024 and everything, but it'll be interesting. I, I, I just think that that is something BYU needs to pursue heavily if they want to have success. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU's schedule, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as things come about, TV, etc., but we'll have it all covered for you, as we always do right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back covering everything else we haven't touched on in today's podcast with quick hits next. This is Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining me on this Wednesday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys are all doing well. As we close out today's show as we normally do, we call it Quick Hits. It's the news and notes from the other BYU Athletic Department teams that we haven't necessarily uh, talked about in on today's show or previously on the podcast and we got two notes for you today. We'll start off with men's golf. We got a result for you. They finished with an 8-under final round of the Arizona Invitational, so a good finish for the men's team. Carson Lindell led the team once again. He finished 5-under for the tournament, tied for 16th. Rhett Rasmussen finished strong as well, finishing 2-under, tied for 27th. And Peter Quest, who had the really hot fall season, ended up finishing even for the tournament, tied for 36th. As a team, BYU uh, finished well back of Arizona, who won the tournament at 37-under par. Like I said, BYU finished 9-under 
total for ninth place. So not necessarily their greatest performance in terms of what we expected off of their fall season, but the Cougars finishing strong. Uh, They'll be back in action February 20th when they head to Hawaii to participate in the John A. Burns Intercollegiate Tournament. Uh, BYU plays in that tournament annually. Usually do pretty well as well. So a good finish for BYU. Hopefully they can uh, build off of the strong finish in Arizona. We talked about the fact that they had such a hot fall season. They came into the spring season ranked number nine in the country. Quest himself was ranked fourth individually. So this is an opportunity now for BYU to build on this going forward as they get ready here in a few weeks to head to Hawaii. Uh, so get some work in here because I know during the winter season when you're a cold weather school like BYU is, it's tough to get rounds in, but we've seen the BYU base Baseball team down in St. George and former B- well, not former BYU quarterback, but a BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, who is moonlighting as an outfielder for the BYU baseball team. He's hitting home runs down there in St. George. We need to talk about that a little more in depth. Uh, ben Criddle from ESPN 960 tweeted out a link. He was um, hit a home run during practice, and Hall could definitely be a guy who could be a real tool on the baseball diamond in addition to wanting to play football. But he's a kid that will. Wa- want to keep playing baseball because it keeps his professional options open. I think he's a truly talented baseball player, was very good in high school. So getting back to the point, golf at the same thing. They need to get to some warm weather destinations. I'm sure they'll be making some weekend trips. Two different courses. They're a little warmer weather going down to St. George and Mesquite getting those practice rounds in and it should serve them well. Uh, Also, the other thing we need to touch on today is that five-time defending West Coast Conference champion BYU Women's Softball has been selected to claim the 2019 WCC title. Once again, the league announced yesterday the Cougars camp come off a 37-22 season 13-1 in WCC play. They returned five starters from that squad that advanced to their 14th consecutive NCAA tournament in 2018. So congratulations to BYU. They got four first place votes. Loyola Marymount took the other two. BYU got 24 total votes to Loyola Marymount's 22 votes. So hopefully BYU can live up to the reputation that they've built. Libby Sugg kind of be the star this year uh, for BYU. But they've got a great lineup once again. I'm interested in full disclosure. I've, I keep a little closer attention to this program simply due to the fact that my wife is a former BYU softball player. So I'll be getting you some more updates on BYU softball throughout the season simply due to the fact that she plays pretty close attention to it as well. Uh, expecting this team to do well again. And I don't think BYU fans can discount the success that BYU softball has had because what they've done, those 14 consecutive NCAA tournament victories, normally a coach of Gordon Eakin's status would have been scooped up by another program, but he's remained loyal to BYU to at least this point in his career. And if you want an example of what can happen to a program when a high-level coach leaves, just look at Oregon. They've had something like nine or ten transfers since their head coach moved to Texas over over a money dispute. He was getting offered big money from Texas, offered to let Oregon match it. Oregon said, no thanks. He left, and now they've had mass departures of star players, All-Americans, etc., and now they're fielding something like 13 or 14 total players for this season. So that can really kind of show what BYU fans may be taking a little for granted 
with BYU softball because they've just been so steady and so good for so long. They open up their season a week from now when they face South Carolina. I believe they open up in uh, Mexico, actually, of all things, being their season south of the border. So best of luck to Gordon Eakins' squad as they start their season. It should be a fun year ahead for BYU softball, and we'll be tracking it for you like we do with every team when it comes to BYU sports right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, that is today's podcast. A lot of scheduled talk, some BYU softball, baseball, and even we got some golf talk in there as well. We'll be back tomorrow recapping what Tom Homo had to say to the media today. That'll be taking place this afternoon. And we'll also be getting you ready for a big-time showdown. Number four, Gonzaga in town to take on BYU in men's basketball. Getting all that covered for you and getting you ready for it on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for joining me. A reminder for you guys, use those smart speakers. All you have to do is say, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you'll have the latest and greatest in BYU news right there for you. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks again for joining me. Have a great day, and this has been Locked On Cougars for January 30th, 2019. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day